strap in for another new episode of A Shot at Business Central and a Beer, the uh, one and only podcast made to help users just like you achieve business central greatness and learn a little bit about beer in the process. Uh, whether you're an owner, director, manager, controller, or shop floor user, you're sure to pick up some actionable advice. Today, we have a very special guest joining uh, Ken and I on the show, the general manager of Business Central, Mike Morton. So hello, Mike, and how are you doing on this fine day? Uh, I am doing well. Thank you uh, guys for having me. I'm looking forward to a, uh, a great discussion and really been enjoying my time uh, in my role uh, as a GM for Business Central. Great, great. And it's been it's been about two years now, I want to say? Yeah, it's been about a year and a half. So I think I started, you know, last February, last, yeah, so gosh, time flies. It seems like I... Yeah. Um, I, I can't claim the new guy uh, excuse anymore. <laughs> and you definitely yeah. started during some turbulent times too. So yes, yes indeed. <laughs> All right, a little curveball thrown your way too. Yeah. So uh, well, let's let's get started here um, with with a look towards the future. Uh, I think that you know everyone's always excited about looking ahead and and knowing what's coming in the future. It's exciting, and and I'll tell you, um, as someone who's been working with this product for twenty years now. Uh, the future has never looked brighter. Um, I, 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 my opinion, Microsoft has been doing an excellent job in executing Business Central uh, product development and deployment recently. Uh, and you know this, that that's not always been the case. <laughs> let's be let's be honest. Uh, and but what we've seen recently is very exciting. Uh, so what I want to do instead of just looking kind of at the next release, one year, one release, two release down, um, you know, maybe we can look a little further ahead. Uh, maybe forward three, four, or five years. Um, you know, is there anything you can share with the with the listeners about, you know, the vision of Business Central? Areas where you see the most action uh, or improvement relative to where we are today? Yeah, no, I you know I agree. I think you know the, the future is very bright for Business Central, um, and really excited. So I'll pick kind of a, a couple areas. Uh, the first one, you know, I'll say we want the product just to be seamless and delightful. And when I say this. I'm really talking the full spectrum. So from you know a partner implementation point of view, I'll take you know perf and scale. With with SaaS, that should be a thing you never think about. You know, you don't have to do a lot of planning. You can just deploy and count on you know whatever size database or number of transactions. You know, Microsoft takes that takes care of that for you. Um, from a implementation point of view, just trying to make it easier to sort of get up and running. Um, but perhaps most critically, from an end user point of view, just making the product. Uh, easier to use, delightful, fun. You know, when you think about ERP and business apps, you often think about big and complex and, and sort of deployments. And you know, people are always trying to add sort of you know the you know the, sort of their wrinkles. And, and I think that we're going to really try to you know sort of surprise people on how you know they can come to work excited about using their um, their business apps. Actually, something that people really love and enjoy. And so I think the you know whether you're an end user, you know, a partner, uh, an SI, um, you know, I think Business Central is really going to kind of evolve there. Um, the second big place, sorry, I'm going to give a long answer, but you asked about the vision and, and this gets no, me excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and and this, this is not going to be a surprise. Um, it's going to be about integration. You're going to see us continue uh, to, to work across with you know, Office and Teams, across Power Platform, other Dynamics apps, uh, third parties, uh, and really ensuring that people uh, you know, don't have these sort of uh, you know gaps or, or sort of potholes on their ways of experience. We want it to be really sort of seamless. So whether you're you know doing communications, whether you're doing you know warehousing or manufacturing or supply chain or productivity, 
bringing those things together, and that's part of you know the value proposition Microsoft can really bring because we do have uh, you know so many assets in those places, and we'll also do it via partnerships. You know, if you're you know want to make sure you connect with your shipping provider or with your tax authority or whatever it may be, um, just having uh, that integration be uh, super seamless and uh, and really sort of end to end. Uh, and then the last one, uh, you know, is really you know. Uh, you know, James Phillips has talked about this quite a bit. If folks don't know James, he um, he kind of runs sort of the all up uh, dynamics and, and business applications at Microsoft. And you know, we really do think the future is going to change in terms of how people think about uh, you know sort of data and intelligence. And so today, you know, typically what happens is people go, they enter data in a form, they save it, they retrieve it, they do views uh, later. And you know, of course, people will do that. But we see a much more automated world where even things as basic as you know, sending out a, an, a quote and getting back an invoice, you know, there's still a lot of manual data entry. So how can we sort of automate everything from sort of the gathering data? How can we have sensors, you know, getting information if I'm a field person, maybe just knowing where I am with my phone shows what activity. Then how do we, you know, reason over that data and actually do analytics and, and sort of have insights on that, you know, saying, hey, this is a, an oddity or this is a thing you can look at. Um, and then most importantly, how do we actually have uh, actions? How can we suggest you know, hey, maybe you should contact this customer, or maybe this thing is less reliable and you should replace this, or maybe you should order these things ahead of time in your supply chain. And so I think the the world of intelligence is really going to change. Maybe we'll, we'll talk more about this later, but, you know, I, I've heard in the past, uh, yeah, AI is super exciting, but an SMB, uh, maybe less so, because we know our customers, we know our businesses, we're not that complex. Um, and, and I think there's some truth to that, you know, that there is some more complexity in sort of larger enterprises, but part of that's just been a failing of the industry uh, to bring AI uh, to the masses, to make it easy enough to use that it's actually something um, that will sort of have that benefit. And so we have to make it easier to use, the scenario is obvious, um, and you know, if you're talking four or five years, uh, I think you'll see a sea change there. See, I, I love that when you said you got to make AI easier to use, because the first thing I think of when I think of AI, I think of HoloLens, and it and it's it's really just <laughs> seems completely complicated to me. You know what I mean? So if, if if it were a lot easier to use, I think a lot more people would be on board. So I love that you said that. <laughs> no, I, I, absolutely. And you know the, um, you know, in, in in our vision, you know the you know AI is a kind of a loaded word. People think like machine learning, uh, but but really, if you just think about it, how can we have more insights and, and actions for customers. And so whether or not that's sort of true AI, I think that really is, is, is probably the better sort of more customer way of talking about it. Yeah, yeah and I feel like kind of uh, the, the tip of the iceberg on that is in, in the current release of Business Central, there's a predicted late payments from, yes. from customers, right? And and I, I kind of think of that like as, as the tip of that iceberg that that if they if we can do that if we can say hey these are the these are the recent invoices that we've delivered to customers that we're anticipating have a high likelihood of being paid late these are the actionable uh, items right what else what else can we do right? yeah and it's uh, a great expression because the 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 particularly payments actually does integrate a lot of really interesting technologies it really has some of our core Azure ML uh, some of our sort of capabilities kind of behind it and so we have a lot of that infrastructure in there even in bc today and you if you have enough sophistication you can actually go in, in azure ml and build your kind of own thing but we haven't you know we haven't brought that to the masses and so our, our work you know we, we delivered that feature which was great um, we do over a couple more like that but how do we um, you know change the game in terms of uh, you know sort of meeting and exceeding sort of customer expectations great great all right, so let's move on to the second question that we have for you. So with the influx of NAV customers upgrading to Business Central, 
you know, and all these customers are really used to one major upgrade per per year and, and one hot fix per month. Uh, Business Central, as we all know, you know, gets the 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 monthly update and then the two major updates per year. We've kind of heard whispers with with current customers that this might be a little bit too too frequent for them. Me personally, I love it. The more features, the better. But I understand from a customer's perspective where it's it's just getting piled on them and they can't keep up with the features. So, uh, you know, is there any plan to change this in the future? Have you heard about it being too frequent? Yeah, no, this is certainly familiar feedback. Um, as, as some of your listeners may know, I worked in the office organization for years. And, you know, we had these same conversations in office where some customers, you know, wanted updates all the time to the latest capabilities. Others are like, please, every 10 years, words fine. I've learned exactly where all the buttons are. Um, so, so first, let me make a distinction. Uh, I think from a service deployment, and, and this may be irrelevant, but I'm going to go kind of, you know, I think that our ability to update the code should be sort of independent of sort of whether customers actually see an experience change or anything sort of breaks. And so I think that we want to have the ability that we can, you know, make updates, ensure the product's secure, fix bugs, um, respond to sort of feedback sort of very quickly. Uh, but that's a different, or I think that could be different than in terms of when customers actually experience that upgrade. So we can deploy bits, but have them be, you know, cold or off um, or flighted. There are a lot of sort of industry terms here and have, you know, customers say, hey, here's now when I want to actually have these new capabilities show up or have these sort of new changes uh, come on board. And so the, the balance is that we're going to have to figure out the right, um, you know, the right sort of level of flexibility we, we give customers. And so, uh, you know, there are no changes to, or sorry, there are no plan changes right now. Um, it is certainly a top of mind topic. Um, and, and frankly, you know, we, we get questions in both directions. <laughs> you know, we have questions of, you know, can you please, um, you know, do less frequent? We also get, you know, hey, can you try to, you know, get this thing in, in an incremental uh, release? Um, and and I, I think that's going to be a good conversation with the community and, and one that we're going to um, uh, probably have some nuance on in terms of how we, uh, you know, give flexibility in certain areas and probably, uh, you know, less flexibility in other areas. Yeah, and I think uh, that that there's a you know the new uh, it's called feature management right uh, page in Business Central is is I think a, a kind of a really nice compromise there of hey we're going to be delivering this stuff and if you're not ready for it uh, we won't enable it out of the box but you can yeah. go in there when you're ready go into a sandbox test it out if it like if you like it if it works go ahead and deploy it uh, so yeah. I, I I love that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so that, that is right in line with sort of, you know, what the vision I was discussing. Yeah. Yeah. Great page. Uh, so earlier you mentioned a little bit about you want everybody to come into the office and be happy and excited about working with with business apps and whatnot. And that kind of brings me to the point of simplification. Right. So five years ago, if somebody would have asked me if I ever thought that nav would be at the point where you, you, you can basically just start it up and it, and it works and it's it's the same out of the box for everybody. I would have I would have said no way. Um, and obviously, I would have been completely wrong nowadays. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about why Microsoft has gone down this path to simplification to where Business Central is virtually the same out of the box for everybody? Yeah, uh, um, absolutely. You know, we want, uh, you know, we think that having simpler implementations is is a win for everybody. We think it's a win for, uh, for, for end users by having... Um, you know, just sort of easier experience. We think it's a win for partners because they're going to be able to do more volume. They're going to be able to, uh, you know, take on more uh, customers per month. Um, and it's a win for Microsoft because we think that we're going to be able to do uh, sort of faster innovation, be able to sort of create kind of more capabilities. And, and sort of how we got there, it, it was a cultural shift. Um, the, 
you know, uh, Microsoft has got a, a great history as, a, as an enterprise company. Uh, you know, when we go to um, partner conferences, we often get asked for feature X and feature Y and capability Z, and, and we do a lot of those things. And so uh, I'm not saying at all that we're not going to continue to add sophisticated capabilities. Um, but, but I sort of reject the notion that sophisticated, sophisticated capabilities in a simplified experience are, are at odds. Um, you know, I think you can absolutely build experiences. Uh, you know, think about the Palm Pilot. People are like, you know, hey, yeah, that's going to win because you can't add, compare a Palm Pilot now to an iPhone or an Android device, <laughs> and it's kind of laughable. Um, and so the, you know, you know, Apple has done a great job or, or Android of building very sophisticated things that still, you know, nail a bunch of, you know, some of their key scenarios. And so I think we've, you know, we've had some cultural changes, um, and you know, and that includes, you know, bringing in people that have experience in, in sort of other other domains than in sort of enterprise business apps. Um, and I think you're going to see that uh, not just from Business Central. I think you're even going to see that uh, across the board in Dynamics, including our, you know, sort of, you know, true large enterprise products um, where you might think simplification is less of an issue. Um, uh, we're we're going to make that uh, that bet. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, no, that that's good. And I think, you know, we've seen directly uh, people's expectations change really over software. And I don't know if maybe it, maybe it has to do with the, the fact that it's it's a cloud, right? Online <laughs> software. Um, but but it seems like, you know, 10 years ago, we would go in, we'd talk to a company um, and, and they would expect that the software uh, is gonna do everything for them. And and now it's like they're they're they've lowered those expectations a little bit. Like like yeah, they don't expect every little bell and whistle, right, out of the box. So so I I, I love that, and I, and I think it's it's working, and 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 people seem to be adapting really well um, to to that simplification. Um, so but on, in terms of kind of bigger features, um, you know, I was curious what kind of thought process goes into deciding uh, kind of what major features should or should not be included in Ms. Essential. So uh, as an example, um, right, you, you, manufacturing is a module that's included in Business Central or warehouse management is included. Um, but certain other things like maybe handheld devices for a barcoding in the warehouse or a, a, a business to business customer portal Right or or credit card uh, integration or something like a lot of those are are handled by apps and there are multiple apps out there that do these things but uh, and so very effectively but how how what kind of goes into that thought process of, of yeah that's um it's you know and, and these are often as you can imagine you know great conversations that we have internally at Microsoft yeah you know, there are a couple things one is you know we, we look at the area and think. Is this better served out of the box or better served via the ecosystem? And and often that factor kind of comes down to a couple of things. Is it, you know, if it's very, very different across geographies and localizations, that's sometimes where it comes better from, you know, sort of across the ecosystem, where it's hard for us to build something that's going to make sense sort of worldwide. Um, while we have partners around the world that can really do that sort of local and specialized. And then ultimately, you know, for the end customer, it's it's more out of the box because they get you know the the sort of end-to-end -end solution for their geography or their region. Uh, it might also just be on how specialized it is to a particular uh, vertical or how sort of common the feature is. Uh, I'll also plug uh, you know our our idea site aka.ms/ideas. Um, we really do look at that uh, daily. Um, you know we look at, at what, what people vote on, what people sort of suggest, um, and so we look at the community and, and try to prioritize. Uh, you know I have a 
I have a healthy team of engineers, but no matter how many engineers I have, there's, there's never enough um, to do everything <laughs> you want. And so the, you know, we do just classic prioritization like everybody else. And so I think, you know, we, we certainly kind of listen to the, the, the customers and, and sort of the feedback there. And then, you know, the last thing is, you know, I'll, I'll say we, we do want to really uh, make sure that we're we're focused on our, our target market, which is, um, you know, uh, pretty big. You know, we go up to sort of, you know, the you know, we have fairly large mid-market customers um, using Business Central, obviously a, a lot of uh, you know, people in the SMB space. Um, but there, you know, th- there are some super advanced things that will say, hey, you know, if, if you're going that direction, our, our D35 finance or supply chain uh, might be the right choice to go there. Uh, but frankly, that's uh, that's rare. <laughs> I mean, the you know, the, the majority of the time, um, you know, our our decision making is based on on the ecosystem and uh, you know whether or not you know how, how we just prioritize our own resources. So how heated do those debates get about whether or not who gets to put what feature into Business Central? <laughs> Honestly, not at all. I mean, I think the, um, the, you know, we don't hold back capabilities in Business Central. And so there, there isn't a, um, you know, there's not some mandate or some wall or something along those lines. You know, it's, you know, I say, you know, our, our team makes the decision for what we want to do for our market. Um, and, and so the, the key thing there is, is how we spend our resources. And so I just want to make sure that we, we don't spend so much time building this, you know, this thing that's going to apply to three customers when we could spend that same time and have that apply to 10,000 customers um, and really kind of expand the market. So, uh, you know, it, it isn't a Microsoft policy thing. It's about us really being excellent in our space. Yep. Great. Yep. Great. So, um, yeah, we've already kind of, uh, you kind of hit on, uh, you know, reporting, uh, which is important to everyone. Um, I don't know if you had any anything else, you know, that I mean, right. It, to me, it seems like uh, despite all of the improvements and in, 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 uh, simplification that's gone on over the past several years, it's it's never simple and easy enough, right, for users. So, so you know, uh, how, how do we continue to make reporting easier for people in business intelligence and analytics? Yeah, that, you know, that's a, uh, a complicated question because reporting is so many things. You know, there's you know traditional printed reports that you might need for you know to send to, to regulatory or, or running a business. There's you know uh, things like Power BI where it's more interactive and analytical. Uh, you know, there's cases where you're sort of doing kind of one-off sort of analyses. And you know, and, and as you guys know, we have a variety of solutions today. You can do things you know out of the box with our reporting stuff. You can do things in Excel. You know, you know we have Word templates. Uh, we, we have the Power BI integration and you know, we haven't yet found a solution to, to sort of rule them all. Um, you know, certainly Power BI is a big bet at Microsoft. I think from a technology standpoint, um, you know, you're going to see more investment there. Uh, I think certainly Excel continues to be, you know, the hero sort of end user offering. And so us kind of making it better. Uh, and then we recognize that there's, you know, still a huge need for just even, even on a customization, out of the box reports that do core things. You know, we still get a lot of asks on, you know, like why isn't this report in the box and that report in the box. And so we'll, um, uh, we'll, we'll look at that. And so I think the, uh, you know, that is one <laughs> where you're talking about heated debates, um, you know, where I think the, you know, the answer is not as clear as I'd like, you know, I think we're going to continue to invest, um, in several of those technologies, you know, it's, it's not a clean, uh, sort of one or the other. Um, and I think over time, uh, you know, it's going to be upon us and the community to really make it as seamless as possible for the, for the partners and ultimately the customers. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing the- staying power of Excel, right? Yeah. can't believe how powerful and how much people love Excel still. 
I'm on yeah, so. it's like the uh, it's like the holy grail of like you know ERP and, and systems is is that that simple reporting. The closest thing I saw uh, actually is uh, like if if, um, if you run run a, a report if you uh, in the Power BI uh, uh, user interface you can ask it a question, right? <laughs> what was what was our who did we sell the most uh, widgets to uh, in 2021? Right. And it, and it goes through and it kind of and like, OK, I, I'm not sure how you can get much easier than that. But uh, but yeah. Yeah. And some of the technologies go even further where it finds the insights for you. So it looks at the data and it's like, hey, did you notice that, you know, your February this year was worse than your February last year or something along those lines or that you had less, you know, and actually find those anomalies. So uh, a ton of interesting things there. Yeah, absolutely. Got to love it. So. Speaking of different different features and whatnot, then is there a feature that you guys are working on within within the walls of Microsoft that might be your favorite that is not yet released? I don't know if you can talk about it. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But I see a, I see a nice smile. So there, it looks like there's a nice feature coming out. <laughs> um, gosh, there's so many to choose from. All um, I, I I don't want to reveal too much, but but I'll sort of pick one in in sort of the user interface space. Um, you know, we're we're doing some work to make it um, just quite a bit quicker and easier to do very basic navigation and viewing of data. Um, and so we'll have a name, it'll be, I, I don't wanna share too much, my team will get mad at me. Um, right. But uh, you know, when, when I saw the demo of this, of, of some of this stuff working, I got really excited because it's just a thing that every customer using the product, you know, it's just gonna make their life just a little bit faster, a little bit more convenient. Uh, once it's there, people will wonder why you didn't have it forever. <laughs> um, and so I think that, uh, you know, some of the investments in that space, I think, are are very exciting to me. You know, the uh, I could go on and on about our modern dev and performance and Power BI integration, but but sometimes those user interface ones, I think, are, are particularly fun. Great, great. Uh, Ken, anything else you want to ask? Yeah, Mr. yeah. Before we get to uh, Michael, has some speed round questions as, uh, that he yeah. always always we always wrap up with. Um, I guess yeah, we do have a couple minutes. I, I you know to. Uh, Let's let's talk about App Source a little bit. Um, so first of all, uh, I remember the first time I went out there, and there was like I don't know, like thirty apps or fifty apps, and uh, and and now there's I believe over sixteen hundred, maybe seventeen hundred at this point. Uh, and literally, as a as a consultant, I go out there, and someone says, "Oh, is there anything for this?" I I have I go out there to check, right? Because th there's there's always more options, uh, and and it's and it's great. Um, but part of, you know, what people are, I think have, have been, I've been hearing a lot about is, is kind of the monetization of it. There's differences in licensing, like how, how the, how different apps get licensed. Is it per user? Is it per module? Is it per, uh, whatever, uh, just as, as a whole or per company, um, and, and, and just simplifying that whole process. I know this has been a, a just been a discussion point for a while, um, but just any any updates or or anything yeah. in terms uh, of that. So I'll, I'll I'll be open and the first to admit that we have you know a lot of work and improvement in terms of the, of App Source and the experience in, in business central integration. So we do I think seventeen hundred fifty seven apps right now. So we have a lot. There you go. Uh, but you you bring up great points. So so monetization is one. You know we, we don't allow transactability. Uh, you know via Microsoft via, via App Source. Um, I do expect that we're going to have that as as a capability. You know, I think we 
for folks that have been talking to us, we've been saying it's a year away for three years now. Um, and, and so that's that's one that that has been been frustrating in terms of executing on. Part of it is the complexity. You know, you brought up some people want to charge per user, like something like payroll. They don't want to charge per business central user. They want to charge per employee that they send payroll out to charge per customer. And, and so the you know, the the matrix of sort of things that sort of get right there. Um, and, and it will be optional. You know, I, I do expect that when we do it, we'll also let customers, you know, if they don't, they can choose to have their own sort of monetization path. Um, but, but that's certainly one on our list. Uh, and then also just talk about the, you know, the store itself, uh, it, it is overwhelming. You go there, 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 there's, you know, whatever, 1,700 plus solutions. You know, how do I know? Is this one good? Is it going to work? You know, and, and, you know, app stores like, you know, Apple and Android have some of these problems, but they also have the benefit of, you know, large number of reviews and, you know, you can go and look at ratings and sites and these are the most popular and, you know, and, 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 the, and the BC universe isn't at that kind of scale where that, you know, those things could really help. So there, there are some basics for us. Like here's a really simple one, uh, letting you filter by country. And so if I'm in, uh, you know, France, you know, I'll see payroll providers for Australia um, and, you know, Japan, you know, hey, can we at least show you the apps that sort of make sense for your region? Um, that's not a capability available in AppSource. It's one that I hope that we'll have soon. Uh, you know, another another world is letting partners, and this is one we're actually working on, you know, have recommended apps. So if you're a partner um, and you have a bunch of customers, you can go and say, hey, these are the ones that we know work well. Um, maybe if you're an ISV, working with an ISV solution. Uh, and then we'll look at sort of other ways of, of having, you know, I'll say we have other ideas around certification, badging, ratings, et cetera, um, to really sort of help kind of encourage quality um, in that experience. And so it's a uh, it's a kind of a multifaceted uh, area. Um, and and you know I think we have the most apps and app source of any uh, product at Microsoft, uh, more than more than SharePoint, one of the things I sort of worked on. And you know, as you said, it's a, it's, a, it's a great thing, but it's also a thing that we know uh, we're gonna have to sort of you know make the the you know, the discoverability of what makes sense for a particular customer uh, dramatically better. That's great. Yeah, because usually we we pick a random app every month and, and and most of the time they work, but there's been some times where we, we download the app into Business Central and uh, it's it's had some issues and whatnot. So great to hear that Microsoft knows about it and you know maybe some changes are on the way. If I could also add uh, one bit of my opinion. Uh, if you do the, the filters in AppSource, add a filter for newest app. We'd love to see the new apps that are in there. <laughs> we keep checking every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to believe that we don't have that, but you know, it's it's the. Um, I, I I do want to empathize with my with my peers in AppSource. Uh, they have so many teams working with them and a lot of asks, and so um, it turns out these marketplaces are are pretty complicated. Yeah, yeah. In the in the realm of everything, it's amazing how fast in the past couple of years, AppSource and Business Central and apps have have come together. So everybody at Microsoft is we know is busting their butts, and it's it it is truly amazing to see what has been put together in the past couple of years. Yeah. All right, speed round time. Yeah. Great. Let's do it. All right. So basically, five questions, uh, quick answers, yes or no, range on all a whole bunch of different topics. So number one. Is the Business Central mobile app currently installed on your phone? Oh, you bet. Absolutely. In fact, <laughs> I, I installed it the day before I was announced on the team. And I had this wonder of like, you know, hey, could they track the fact that I just downloaded the app? And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, right, on, on my <laughs> And you know they can. Right? <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> Have you ever had a nightmare pertaining to Business Central? Oh yeah, too many. Um, uh, probably database storage pricing uh, was the roots of many of those. So I sleep a little bit better at nights uh, these days. 
Yeah, super glad you probably don't have to talk about all that too much anymore. <laughs> uh, will on-premise software one day make a comeback and be the go-to ERP choice? Um, yeah, so you know the, the future is definitely cloud, um, but but I will say that you know th there will be hybrid cases, and so I think you are going to see these scenarios where you have edge devices working with the cloud. Um, but uh, you know, uh, there there I I would be stunned to see if there was a reversal. That, you know, the cloud is, is sort of the long term future. Um, but uh, you know, but but when we say cloud, we we do think edge devices in terms of performance and scale. Yeah. Hopefully not everything is cyclical, so it comes back to, to on-prem. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, bell-bottoms <laughs> may be on-prem software, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope neither for both, <laughs> just for my opinion. <laughs> All right, last but not least, have you ever seen Mr. Satya Nadella lose that cool, calm, and collected demeanor that he is famous for? You know, I've met with Sasha many times, and I have not. Um, I I've met with with Bill Gates many many times, and well, I'll just quit there. I'll just say <laughs> uh, maybe a different story. Um, uh, but with Sasha, it's amazing. I mean, he he really is cool, calm, and collected. Now he he does have really um, he can be very decisive. He can have strong opinions, and so it it is actually really impressive to see him in action because you know he he is you know he does have that kind of authoritative voice, that clear sort of vision. Um, but he does so in this just very calm, cool, collected manner. Um, that, that's really impressive. And so it's, it's been a joy to work with Sacha. Yeah, he, he seems like the night. I mean, I've never met him, but over over videos and, and watching him, he just seems like the nicest person out there. So it's 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 great to translate that into. Yeah, but, I, but I think he is the nicest person, but he's also intense. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, I would imagine so. All right. Well, it's just about the time to start wrapping things up then. But before we end the podcast, uh, you know, is there anything you'd like to share, Mike, that uh, maybe we didn't touch upon? Uh, you know, I, I just want to thank, you know, any listeners out there, whether you're a, a partner uh, selling Business Central or potentially, a, you know, a customer. You know, we, uh, you know, the, the pride of, of this community uh, is, is fantastic. I think people's willingness to um, to work with each other, to build solutions, to help sort of spread the word. That's why I'm sort of happy to be sort of part of the podcast. Uh, and it really is um, a fantastic place to work in, in sort of a bright future. And so I um, I wanted to thank folks, and, and I really do think that, um, you know, working together, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a great growth. You know, this is probably more for the partners and the customers, but it's really going to be a, a, a next great growth story. And so I think for partners in that business, um, I'm excited about your futures. Um, I think for Microsoft, you know, we're excited about sort of the opportunity. Um, and if you're an end customer, hopefully you're excited about all the innovation that comes as a result of that investment. Yep. Definitely. Great. Yeah, I think we're in the we're in the midst of experiencing that that growth, uh, which is great. Um, and 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 we would be remiss if we if we didn't ask on a shot of Business Central and a yes. beer. Uh, if you do enjoy a cold beer every now and then, and if if so, what kind? If not, what other type of drink do you prefer? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad you asked this last because I might get kicked off. So, so I do enjoy <laughs> uh, to drink from time to time, um, but I'm not a beer person. I'm definitely a wine and, and cocktail person. And so, uh, my personal favorite cocktail is a sidecar, a very uh, old-fashioned uh, drink, but one that I got introduced to and and somehow have uh, quite an affinity for. Um, oh. And uh, and like many, uh, not to say many, but but uh, folks know Mike Ehrenberg. Uh, he was quite the wine aficionado. Um, and I came in thinking I was a wine person only to discover that uh, uh, I cannot possibly fill his shoes. <laughs> um, so there does be a tradition of Business Central team and an enjoyment of, of a nice uh, glass of wine or or maybe a bottle. Yep. Great, great, great. I've never heard of a sidecar, so I might have to try that one time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I recommend it. 
Thank you so much. Well, we'd like to say thank you for joining us during this uh, episode of Shot of Business Central and a beer. We, you know, we truly appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, join some of us normal people. And, uh, you know, we look forward to maybe doing this once again in the future. Absolutely. Take care and uh, have a good day. You too. Thank Thank you. you so much. Bye. As we end today's podcast, we want to give a big thank you to everyone who listens, shares this podcast and leaves us reviews. You've taken a good amount of your time out of your day, and we truly appreciate it. Thanks again, and uh, don't be afraid to email us at marketing at solsyst.com with your tips for the podcast, or maybe you'd even like to be a guest during an episode.